Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Angus here and welcome to another solo version of the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to get more people to take action. Now, this might be people taking action after watching your video, reading a blog post, visiting your website, or maybe it's in person after a report of findings or even after attending one of your regular appointments. Now, regardless of the setting, there are certain principles to keep in mind if you're wanting to improve your ability to motivate people to take action. Now, this has been said to be one of the greatest skills you can develop, not just as a small business owner, but also as a practitioner when you're wanting to work with your patients each and every day to help them change their habits. Now, here's the first principle I want you to keep in mind. The best product or service doesn't win the best communicated product or service wins. So what I'm not suggesting is that you have a poor product. What I am suggesting is that you need to become great at communicating your product. Now too often we fall into the trap of thinking that if we just do a good job with our patients, if we communicate logically and clearly, our audience of patients and potential patients will behave like good little children and follow all of our requests. Wrong. Now let me give you an example. Drum roll, enter the videotape wars. Now for those of you under the age of 30, this might be news to you. Before being able to instantly access movies on platforms like Netflix and Apple TV, we used to have to get DVDs. And before that, going back even further, we used to have these archaic little, in fact, they weren't all that small, devices called video cassettes. Now back in 1976, Sony revolutionized the way that we consumed media with the release of the Betamax machine. They launched with an advertising campaign that promised consumers they could watch whatever, whenever. Now what they were referring to here was the ability to be able to record your favorite television show and watch it later at a time that was better for you. Now while this might not sound like a big deal right now, back in those days it caused quite a stir. In fact, the television stations even took Sony to court saying that recording television was against copyright laws. Now while Sony eventually won the court battle, they ultimately lost the videotape wars to their arch rival JVC, who released a technically inferior product. That's right, it was poorly made, clunky to use, and the video quality was less. Now, while both products had similar goals, the JVC product had a vastly different marketing message. Sony focused on its message and the benefits of allowing the consumer to record what's on television, all while JVC focused on building relationships with big movie companies and the ever-growing video rental industry. Now, this allowed consumers to watch blockbuster movies from their home. Now, it turns out when it comes to a choice of recording television or watching blockbusters at home, the choice was simple. So the lesson here for us as practitioners is twofold. Don't let being great at what you do be your entire marketing strategy. You must also develop the skills of being great at communicating what you do. And second, spend some time finding out what your patients really want and then become skilled in showing them how you can help them have more of it. 
Now on to principle number two. When it comes to getting people to take action, we must focus on communicating to the appropriate part of the brain. Now surprisingly, the part of the brain that encourages people to take action is not the rational brain. Rather, it's the primal brain that runs the show. Now this is important to remember. This brain appeared long before we started to use words. It's mostly unconscious and pre-verbal. So when you're wanting to communicate to the primal brain, there's three things I want you to keep in mind. Here's the first one. Tell stories. Now, the brain is a very energy needy organ. And when our message is either new or complicated, our brain tends to turn off. Now, for those of you that are parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, according to Donald Miller in his book, Story Brand, telling stories is the solution. He says a story is a sense-making device that stories can take a series of random events and it can distill them into the essence of what really matters. You see, for thousands of years, we as small communities have been used to telling and listening to stories. And when a story is told well, it's one of those things that can hold a person's attention for hours. So what might this look like for you and your practice? So let's say that you wanted to encourage your patient or potential patient to stop addressing their pain indiscriminately with painkillers. Now, one way we could do this is through logic. We could tell them that painkillers have side effects and they don't really address the cause. Now, another more effective strategy would be to tell them the story of the fire and the smoke alarm. You could relate the pain to the smoke alarm and then express how all a painkiller does is turn off the smoke alarm while leaving unattended a raging underlying fire. Now, this kind of small story, often referred to as a metaphor, communicates more with the primal brain, and it's more likely to lead to behavior change than simply using logic alone. Now, the second thing we could do if we want to communicate more with the primal brain is use visuals. Nearly 30% of the neurons in the brain are visual neurons. This means the visual sense is the dominant channel through which we see the world. It takes 13 milliseconds to process an image, but more than 10 times that amount to process a word. So making your message visual delivers the best way to stimulate action. And if you want to supercharge that attention, then add movement to your image. Now, this in part explains why video is such a fabulous influence tool. So I'm not suggesting that you stop creating blogs or newsletters. What I am suggesting is that you take some time to think about what kind of images or videos could you add to those mediums that would help to skyrocket their impact. Now, when choosing images, I want you to keep in mind point number three, and that is understanding the concept of loss aversion. We're 2.3 times more motivated to move away from pain than we are to move towards pleasure. Now, I very often see health practitioners communicating all the magnificent things when patients start care with them. Things like better posture, more energy, better sleep, better performance. But don't forget to tell your patients, or as I spoke about before, show your patients what happens if they don't follow your advice. Images of bad posture, arthritic joints, decaying teeth, or unhealthy skin can be fabulous motivators to get people taking actions. Now, many practitioners in this natural health space don't like talking about symptoms. In fact, I was one of those practitioners for the first 10 years of my practice. My entire focus was on health and wellness and helping people to have 100% life expression. Now, these are all examples of moving towards pleasure. 
Now, while these concepts often sound great to us as health practitioners, it's not what the vast percentage of our community is looking for, at least not at first. When we ignore the concept of loss aversion, we severely limit our ability to get people to take action. So let's sum all this up. First, if we're wanting to get better at inspiring people to take action, we must not only be great at what we do, but we must be great at communicating what we do. Remember, the best product or service doesn't win, the best communicated product or service wins. And second, we need to make sure that our messages are communicating with the appropriate part of the brain. The part of the brain that encourages people to take actions is not the logical part of the brain. It's the older primal parts of the brain. And to impact those, we must keep these three things in mind. Number one, tell stories whenever possible. Number two, use visuals, images and video. And finally, number three, keep in mind that we're 2.3 times more motivated to move away from a pain than we are towards a pleasure. So that's it from me, gang. As always, thanks for all that you do. Keep saving lives. I'll see you back here next week. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.